it's time for school days. Hope for moms and dads of school-aged kids. I tell parents, you're like a training wheel on a bike. Your job isn't to make the bike move. Your job is to keep the bike upright. Those of us who are the true educators, we really want to be given the opportunity to educate the whole child. We can get free college degrees based on all of the opportunities that are out here and available to our students. Oftentimes, as parents, I think we want to protect our kids, but I think one of the greatest gifts we can give them is allowing them to experience adversity. Yeah. Here's your host, Danita Bailey. Well, welcome to School Days, help for moms and dads of school-aged kids. I'm Danita Bailey. And I'm Alicia Simon. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me today, Alicia. So Alicia and I have been friends for 15 years now. Does that sound right? At least. At least. Okay. And so she's a mom of seven and six under the age of 12. And actually, if you are watching us on Facebook Live, we have sweet little Livy right here in the studio with us. She's number seven. She's seven, so yes. you may hear her. Yeah, so be, if you hear some odd sounds, <laughs> <laughs> you will know what is going up. So I asked her to join uh, to join me in the co-host seat this week for a couple reasons. So one is that I just think it's kind of cool and kind of fun to have friends with me, <laughs> for one thing. I get a little lonely since uh, David has abandoned me and gone yeah, back to work. Yeah, we the workforce. Yes, yeah, so every once in a while I like to have a mom on with me. But also because um, David and I visit visited your family over uh, Christmas break, and you had this really cool setup um, um, organizing your kids' school stuff. Yes, yes. And so we talked about that and... Um, you know, she has a, a large family, as we've mentioned, and, you know, I know that your ability to organize and be uh, and manage your time well has evolved. Right. Over right. The, the years. In many ways. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm on the struggle bus just with three kids <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep the three of them up. But, but let me back up. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Sure. So as she said, I'm a mom of seven. The oldest is 27, the youngest is seven months, and with that comes a lot. But I also am a wife, and I work from home. And so I've been in business for seven years, and <laughs> it's taken um, quite a bit of time to figure out, and actually, I, I want to say this right up front, it evolves. It definitely evolves with every child. You know, so what the does? organization, the okay. ability to organize, the ability to get things in order mm -hmm. has to evolve with every child in every life circumstance. So it is, it does not look the same today as it did five, six, seven years ago. Well, I'm sure. Cause yeah. we had no idea what we, we were doing. No five, idea six years we, ago. Were doing. we had our first children three years, three, three weeks, months, three, weeks three apart. months, apart. three months apart. Right. Cause uh, he's when May. Is okay. Right. And DJ's uh, March. Yeah. So like so two, months, two apart. months apart. Yeah. Yeah. So we have kind of learned together how to be organized and she's really had to be more militant about it than I have because she has a, a, a whole crew of people yes and I love sleep so I think organization a promotes sleep men <laughs> yeah it does and you you in order to keep your sanity uh no matter how many kids you have you have, you to, have to have, have some, some sort of some level of organization yeah. I think Livy is going to help us host the show the whole time I think she feels I like she's, she's like it. we're talking to her Oh, she thinks she's, we're talking to yes, her? she thinks we're talking to her. Oh, I thought maybe she was just joining in the talking. Right. Like, she's like, well, y'all are talking. I have something to say about this. That's right. <laughs> that's okay, Livy. I think everybody's going to think that's super cute. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. 
So we are, you know, we're just going to talk about organization today. We have two guests that are going to be on with us and they are going to um, give us some really great tips. They work with middle school kids. And, you know, if you have a middle school kid, you may know that that's a really difficult time because they're really starting to go through multiple classes and, and having to change classes and have multiple teachers. And so um, they work really hard to... Um, to uh, keep them organized and to help them um, to to get on to the next grade. So before it takes any before we go any further, let me just say it does take a village. Absolutely. Yeah. If you hear a great parenting tip or nugget of advice, share it with your parent friends. Facebook it, Instagram it, tweet it, link it in, and add the hashtag School Days Show and hashtag I Am School Days. And also, we want you to be a part of the show. If you have any questions or comments, give us a call at two one four. 444-5575. Or if you're live with us on Facebook, uh, feel free to drop us a question there and we'll do our very best to get to you. So without further ado, let me introduce our guests. Actually, from now on, we're going to leave that to the kids. So today we're starting something new that we call Kidcasters. So in each new episode, students or a student will introduce our guests. This week, our kid casters are sisters Leah and Lizzie Glover, who are ninth and fifth grade students from Arlington, Texas. All right. In 2001, Andrea McJay moved to North Texas as a single parent with a dream of changing lives as an educator. She attended Panola College, Stephen F. Austin State University, and later Lamar University for her master's in education degree. During Andrea's 20 years of experience as a teacher, she has been fortunate enough to teach a variety of subjects at the elementary and secondary levels. Currently, she serves T.A. Howard Middle School as the AVID Site Coordinator Mar University and Elective for Teacher. her Master's in Education Andrea degree. Andrea currently lives in Grand Prairie with her husband and five beautiful kids three in college, and two in elementary. Welcome to school day, Mrs. Majay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> nice introduction. That was wonderful. <laughs> Erica Caruso has served as an educator in Texas for 13 years. She received her bachelor's degree in geography from the University of North Texas in 2001 and her master's degree in education administration from Lamar University in 2015. Mrs. Caruso started her teaching career as an English teacher and coach. Since then, she has served as an at-risk specialist, associate principal, and currently serves as a principal at TA Howard Middle School in Mansfield ISD. Mrs. Caruso is married to Jason and has two children, Megan and Connor. She enjoys spending time with her family, reading, traveling, and running half marathons. Welcome to school days, Mrs. Caruso. Thank you. <laughs> they did great. They, they did. really did. They that did a great nice. job. So a little plug, if you are interested in having your child um, be one of our kid casters, uh, feel free to email me at info at schooldaysshow.com. So let's get on with the show. So we have a bunch of questions for you. Okay. Yes. Uh, first of all, tell us what AVID is. I think most people or a lot of people don't even know what AVID is, but it's a great program. Um, AVID is a system um, that is national. Um, we're blessed to have it in all of our campuses at Mansfield ISD. It's been from the elementary level through the secondary level, and there's even AVID at the college level. 
Um, we focus on school-wide instruction, making sure that kids um, have the skills they need for writing, inquiry, collaboration, organization, and reading. Um, we also ensure that the culture of the school is a college-going culture, that students have that exposure to that. Um, sometimes school is the only place that they may receive that college-going culture or even have that experience or, and open to ask questions for that. Um, we focus on our leadership. We meet often to talk about how we can better serve our kids. And AVID is always evolving. Um, we're learning new things. They challenge us with how we can help students in all areas, especially with organization. That's one of the top things that AVID focuses on. Mm -hmm. So is it like a mentor group? Uh, we have it school-wide. So all of our students are exposed to different things for AVID, such as we have a school-wide organization system. But also there's an AVID elective class that focuses oh, on gotcha. um I have select students that um, have an application process to go through and also teach that that class. But it is systems that we use school-wide beyond just the average elective classroom. I love it. Mm -hmm. Is it open? I mean, is it available at a lot of schools? Is this kind of common for schools to have this or bigger districts have it? I mean, it is common. Um, Arlington, Mansfield, most districts in DFW do have it mm -hmm. and have adopted um, the system. But um, it depends on, and also AVID has different levels that you can serve as. We are a national demonstration school. So there are certain things that we do throughout the whole campus, but there are some schools who just choose to adopt just some of the simple things from AVID as well. Gotcha. And who qualifies for AVID? Is this something that is for specific students? Um, it started out with just first generation college students, but it's expand um, first generation of students who would be the first to, to attend college in their family. But it has expanded. Um, we focus mostly on students who are underrepresented in college, such as minorities. Um, you have to have some type of qualifying factor that may keep you from obtaining your goal of college. Um, also, you're you're, it's okay to have a local definition. One thing we've added to our local definition is students uh, that need organization are welcome into the system as well as part of the AVID elective class. Mm -hmm. Got it. That mm -hmm. makes sense. In your experience, are students usually aware that they have problems with organization and, man and time management? Um, typically, I hear students tell me they're aware when their parents start yelling at them or when they start, you know, oh, I don't have this or when they see a, a failing grade. I don't know necessarily that their capacity is at that level yet. You know, mm -hmm. when we talk about being organized and, and having all your stuff together and, and balancing your things, those are things a lot of kids think, well, that's what my parent does. Right. You know? And so I think one of the, the keys to all of this is partnering with your kid to mm -hmm. do this stuff, because we hear the term helicopter parent and lawnmower parent and all these different types of parents. But, um, when we swoop in and take a, take care of all that stuff, they don't really see the impact of it mm -hmm. until, we get frustrated yes. or until the teacher gets frustrated or until they're missing an assignment because we as parents aren't necessarily asking them to balance everything. We're, we're balancing for them sometimes. And enabling them. Enabling mm -hmm. them. Yeah. We, right, wrong, or indifferent. We, it's not that we sit out to say, oh, I'm going to take over or whatever. But a lot of times we manage the extracurricular. Yeah. We manage when homework time is and stuff. So I think one of the big pieces is to partner. And I think that's what, what AVID really does for students is it has them look at things. For example, there's a part in there where you look at your time management and you balance out your entire day by hours. And it's not until you look at those things where you're like, oh, well, no wonder I don't have time if I'm paying, playing video games for four hours. No wonder I don't have time <laughs> to do homework, you know? So, so those are things that are introduced to students to give them that 
to start realizing because otherwise it's not basically until we tell them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kids usually these days have a lot of full schedules, pressing uh-huh. schedules. So with work and extracurricular activities, and just life, really, mm-hmm. what are suggestions you offer to parents for balancing it all? One of the things I think is to have a system in place or or procedures in place, but do that with love, you know, um, just to have them sit down at the kitchen table right after school and hit the books going, you know, what what about some downtime or some understanding? So I think that there has to be some common understanding in your family or in your dynamic. You know, some parents don't come home from work until late. And so that might be um, they get to get their energy out before mom and dad come home Mm -hmm. and then you sit down together and kind of be a aware of what's going on. So I think systems um, and accountability uh, together, it, it's a partnership. Yeah. And, and there are ways to make it work. I, I, we have um, a high high mobility at our school and we have parents. We, we don't necessarily refer to our parents as parents. We call families at our school mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we know that families are raising kids. You right. Know? And not um, necessarily going to be parents. Right. right. And, and we have parents right. that have several jobs that they balance and they, they work right. with. And so it may not be right when you get home from school that mom's picked you up. It might be two or three hours after you get off the bus when mom's coming home to get a meal to go out to the next thing. So wherever you can carve out that time or that system that you have some accountability with that student, like Avid has the Avid binder. That thing mm-hmm. is three to four inch binder thick. And we the, our kids keep their stuff in there. So just having your, your binder and having a parent walk in and say, hey, let me see what you did today. You know, your agenda or your binder. Those are the things, just a quick one or two minute touch you know, to, to look at those things and to really be interested in what they're doing. That, mm-hmm. that really helps a, a student. That's really good. And I can say, um, I can say that with our kids uh, having four in school now, that was one of the things that we had to juggle is really trying to figure out when we should do what, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I was starting off, they come home and they would get a break. And then right. the break would turn into an hour, mm-hmm. hour and a half mm-hmm. outside playing all down the street and <laughs> trying to you? right, trying to rally them to right. do homework was then difficult. Right. So then I said, OK, we'll get a snack and then homework. And that seems to mm-hmm. work out a lot better. And then if you get it all done, you get a break. Right. 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 Uh, my nephew, who's now a senior in high school. Uh, was in the AVID program. He's in Arlington ISD. And he said that what was helpful for him was that with the binder, he said he had to get the binder checked or every mm-hmm. Friday, I think, mm-hmm. in order to you know help his grade. And uh, he said that that was what was motivation for him is that he knew his grade was going to go down if he did not have his binder in order. Mm -hmm. So just having that accountability was helpful for him. Um, And that really started me thinking because I have a middle school student. He's actually intermediate school. He's in sixth grade. Okay. And um, I don't want to even go in his binder. No telling. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I've also have elementary school age kids and, mm-hmm. you know, we look at their folder and they're, right. you know, that's mm-hmm. different yes. than what I'm seeing in his binder. Mm-hmm. I've yes. been in it just a couple of times. It is. It's overwhelming. And I thought, well, what if I incentivize him? Um, that, you know, when we do checks, if your binder is still in order, then we will, whatever it is, mm-hmm. is that's going to be something that he's interested in. 
um, just to help with How that. How is that working out? No, I said, what if? Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so we do I that. I would love to know. We do that in my house. I have a 10-year-old. Um, and we, every Sunday night, we look at that binder. And you you wouldn't think that it could get so crazy from Sunday week. to Sunday. But oh my goodness. Uh-huh. And I, I feel your pain. Like I look in there and I think, where did this even come from? Or what is this? But you know, that accountability piece that even he has said to me, it has driven him more to put the things in there because he doesn't want to spend that time on Sunday night yeah. doing it. He just said that last night to me. He's like, I don't want to do this. That's every-. smart. And I was thinking, ah, yeah, because I don't want to tell him you have to do this because I need him to figure it out yes. because then he owns it. Right. Yeah. And so when I'm taking his video game time or when I'm taking his playing around time, in fact, his friend had to go home early last night because we still had stuff to do. So when I have to take his time to do that, that's when he's going to start owning it and writing in there, Yeah. you know, yeah. And, and putting that stuff in there. Yeah, that's good. So another question I'm always wondering about because I hear so many parents talk about morning chaos. <laughs> what are some ways that you can avoid morning chaos? Because in my mind also, I want my kids to start off the day with as little yelling as possible before they go to school, you know, right. You don't want to yell at them when they're running out the car because another mom's hear you. Right. That too, the neighbors, all that stuff. But you know, I want to send them off with a positive feeling before Mm -hmm. they start, you know, whole day of school. So what are some things you guys can recommend to parents to avoid the morning chaos? In my house, um, we talk before bedtime. We talk about tomorrow's plans, if anything's different, um, if we have to be somewhere in the evenings as well. Um, I pick out clothes at night, mm-hmm. and we lay those out at mm-hmm. night so my kids helps. can go ahead Absolutely. and make that decision of what they want to wear. Um, but also, it's important to go to bed with a good thought and also send them off with a good thought. Mm-hmm. I try to find something positive. I have one, my four-year-old, he can be challenging. So we make sure we talk about what we're going to do to get the sticker today at school because that's a big deal for him yeah and, um we also talk about some good things that have happened um the day before mm-hmm. so the positive thought has always helped um with the morning chaos and starting like the night before different. that's yeah. really good yeah. i love that's that huge. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so important. Um, i'm gonna tell myself i used to be a crazy woman in the morning and part of that was because <laughs> like i'm sure the neighbors talked about me but part of that was because and I'm, this may not be very popular but i was the mess yes I didn't have my stuff out. I didn't have my clothes laid out. I didn't have my lunch packed. I didn't have, I wasn't together in the morning. So I was rolling out of bed and walking down the hall and getting the kids up. Yeah. And now I actually have a schedule that I've been following for quite a bit now. I'm up at a certain time, whether I want to be or not. Yes. Like I love my snooze button. It goes off so close. <laughs> but whether I want to be up or not, my feet hit the floor and I'm together. And so I'm already ready. I've already done my Bible study in the morning. I've already done my reading. I've already done everything that I need to do. And then I get the kids up. Right. And holy moly, I have not screamed in out how many months. You know? I, I'm, I'm promise you. That's and awesome. I know, I know that's not very, we're not talking about organized parents here. I'm sorry, but that's where it starts. Because, you know, I realized that this exact the exact same thing that you're saying if i get up and i'm Absolutely. ready and i'm not trying to get myself ready mm-hmm. along with them because it's hard to get yourself you mm-hmm. know in the shower and then also monitor what's happening in the right. other right. room yes. which you have to do the especially spring. with multiples the, oh gosh yeah. the screaming that the kids yeah, are having right. the argument and the you know all that you can't do yeah. that from the shower very well right. i've tried <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> or you can't tell that they're still, you know, stuck up under the bed if you're yes. in there worrying about getting right. your clothes laid out and stuff too. My husband's a very structured person and it is, I can almost tell you what time of day it is by what he's doing. And so when he goes mm. to get the stuff out of the fridge to pack lunches, it's like everybody congregates in there and that's mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. And we start asking, do you want this today? Do you want that? And that's the night before, you know, so it's really grab and go in the morning, mm-hmm. but I am now visible to see whether or not they've that they they're doing what I'm asking them to do. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, um, which is important. So I think that has been the biggest thing myself. I had to own it. I'm owning it. Yes. I had to That's do it. Cool. We're you all know? there though. We've all been there. One of the things that I developed is um, for Noggin Educational Foundation is the visual schedule. I'm sure y'all mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. familiar with this, but it's for younger kids. Although it I'm, helps with older kids. I was yes. just about to yes. say, I really think my husband on down needs right. this visual <laughs> schedule. I mean, seriously. Um, because um so what it is is it's um laminated visual um images of mm-hmm. different things that you have to do in the morning like there's a lunch box and there's a you know socks and there's a shirt and and so what i've done is i've velcroed put velcro on the oh, back yes. of them and so as they do them they put them down or pull them down and put them in a folder that way we know that they're done and so that helped me so much Mm -hmm. because it wasn't have you done have you done have you done have you done it was where are you on your schedule yes and then they knew because it was all in order and they knew what needed to be done next so actually we hadn't used it in a while we we started using it with jonathan my child that has um, mild autism and it was really helpful for him and he actually stopped using it after a while because he was like mom i've got the pictures in my mind yeah Yeah. Yeah, he's like i've got the pictures in my mind uh but uh we've kind of the we've run off the tracks a little bit so i'm gonna break the schedule back out yeah yeah exactly that's probably what it is i'm sorry that's okay (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so that is um something that we'll have on our website on uh info at schooldaysshow.com that's really good i want to say the one thing that we did as a large family uh, we have two bathrooms and you know eight people in the house and so i created a hair station outside of the bathroom i love that so that way yeah (laughs) when someone one's getting ready someone else can be getting another part of them it has a mirror five you on (laughs) that because when they are all together it just causes chaos yes especially when there's multiple people different genders i'm always pulling them into another bathroom jonathan you go to that bathroom and brush your teeth chrissy come over here i'll do your hair look at each other and then all of a sudden it's like yes (laughs) mommy is touching me he looked at me right 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 or he took too much that's awesome that's a great idea so that's one of my tips all right so what tools can family use to keep everyone informed of schedules? What tips and tools do you have for that? In my house, we use old-fashioned wall calendar. Mm-hmm. That's yes. Um, that's mm-hmm. visual that everyone can see. Y'all know where it belongs. Um, I mark off things that have been done. Uh, we even plan the days that we go grocery shopping and so forth so that um, my husband works on his around my time, I should say. He owns his own business. So mm-hmm. I'm fortunate enough to have that that balance as well. But I noticed that we were trying to use the phone and use different apps in a calendar. Well, he's not a phone person. Got uh, it. Yes. And I don't pull my phone out during the day, so that doesn't work. But we do know there's a central station to go and look at and to write things down that are important that we need to make sure that we, we do throughout the week. So mm-hmm. we do the old-fashioned visual. We do that, too. Um, we have conversations, too, about I like to prepare my, my kids because they – 
they don't like to be surprised when they're surprised they're they're upset about you know yes. hey how come you didn't tell me um and i also my my i share custody with my ex-husband and so they go back and forth every week and so it's very very important for me to talk to them about things and let them know what things are coming up so should something change with our custody schedule i let them know yeah. usually about a week ahead now remember you'll be doing this or that um you know school things work things that i need to stay late for or sometimes they come get involved at my school so you know i try to i try to have conversations we we fell off the wagon with our family meeting but we were having a family meeting every tuesday night and it was really helping us and yeah since christmas break we've kind of mm, we've, we've fallen off that wagon yeah ours was on sunday nights and mm-hmm. we fell off too it's time to kind of okay. everybody i'm holidays. reminding you and you kinda, remind me right, right, right. those holidays kind of mess you up because you yeah. just get all lax and yes. start watching um absolutely um, what are Christmas those? holiday movies. Exactly. <laughs> what are they called? Hallmark movies. Hallmark, yes. 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 We finally took our tree down uh, this week because that, Ours that, is still up. that adds to the rest feeling that you have. Oh, I just mm-hmm. love it. Though. I know I love it, but I, I need to get up for the game. Like, yeah. I can't mm-hmm. have that soothing Christmas tree yes. <laughs> in my living room <laughs> right, <right>. anymore. <laughs> so I think conversation is big. Talk involving them, you know, just to drag them around. That's why I used to do the moment. I used to just drag them around and they're like, why are we here? Why are we doing this? Yeah. And then I, it dawned on me, hey, this is your life too. And I'm just dragging you to these things. I'm not really giving you input in it. Mm. And yes, do we need to go to a family's house? Yes, we do. We do need to do that. But I could at least let you know. Yeah. You know, you have music lessons on Tuesday night. I can remind you of that on, both on Sunday and Monday so that yeah. you're prepared for that. So yeah. I think conversations, a car is a great place to do that because you're already moving. And so you can you're already captive. start talking about, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, my kids love to read in the car because mostly because I'm talking to them all the time. Um, but we have conversations about what we're doing and where we're going and things like that. So when I'm, I involve them, um, they're held captive there and, you know, we can, we can talk about it and we can debate and we can, you know, have conversation about that. I think that's so important in things that we miss sometimes yeah. in the hustle. Yeah, I agree. So I'd love to know from all three of you, especially since you have some little ones, what are some ways that we can begin to instill time management in our little kids, like before they get to kindergarten? One of the things I think I'm working on adopting or in the younger ones that I have now. So I have a, what are the eight? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I have um, 11, 10, eight. I always get confused. 11, 10, eight, <laughs> six Girl, and four. Me too. <laughs> so the six and the four year old is what I'm going to see how this works. But someone told me to let them get themselves up in the morning. Mm hmm. absolutely absolutely and so we did it a little bit like my older boys have watches and so they set their alarm on their watches and they know how to get up they get up um mostly on their own and my daughter doesn't even need a watch she's like me she just pops up out of bed but the two younger ones they will sleep for days yeah if we let them that's my nine-year-old and so i'm going to talk to my husband to see if we can figure out how to make that work whether it's an alarm that is, you know, kind of soothing mm-hmm. and then try and see, get them on a track of waking up on their own. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Like yeah. That. Hmm. So it's a tip I'm going to work to incorporate. Yes. But well, you can report that back to me. I'll, I'll let our listeners know how that works. <laughs> so what about you guys? Um, with me, my time management is mostly in the afternoon. Uh, my kids love to take out their toys and look at them is what I say. <laughs> Not necessarily play with them, but um, they're learning that everything has a place. Yeah. And so with everything having a place, you can kind of manage your time with, mm-hmm. oh, it takes only 
this much of time to put my Legos back. My Legos belong here. I'm not mm-hmm. just fussing throughout to make them do things. Um, also, we, we keep a consistent bedtime, especially on the weekends for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can have some extra time as well. But they pretty much know their daily schedule. And I think that helps them to learn. You have this much time to do this. You know that right after bath, it's bed. So having a schedule within the day, that routine that doesn't break too much. Yeah. Um, is, is, is very important. Yeah. One of the things that we used to do when our kids were toddlers is we had one of those um, systems where you've got different colored buckets, right? Mm-hmm. You know, multiple buckets, like four on each row, and there's like three or four rows. And so we had all, you know, the Legos in one, the little matchbox cars in one. And every time they cleaned up, they had to put them back in there and they would remember where everything mm-hmm. went. And that worked well. That worked well when they were toddlers. I don't know what has happened yeah. now. <laughs> they don't really we had play that system with to- too. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it worked really well. And I was always surprised that they were like, okay, they remembered exactly where everything yeah. went. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I guess maybe I shouldn't give any advice because <laughs> now that they're older, it's not working it's the same advice, way. Though. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. no, I do not work for Amazon or for Alexa, but I'm telling you, Alexa <laughs> oh, has been yes. a game changer at our house because everybody wants to set Alexa and everybody wants to. So I think giving a frame of how much time is. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me personally to say, okay, I'm going to clean the house today. Oh my gosh. Do we really know how much time that's going to take? It's going to take like four hours to do it. But if I set the timer and tell, say everybody, okay, everybody's working for 30 minutes Mm -hmm. on the house. You're going this way. You're going this way. And we divide up 30 minutes is manageable. And then kids start to understand what 30 minutes is Mm -hmm. or Right now, you guys have been on electronics too much. You got an hour of drawing or an hour of reading or something like that. Then they start to understand what an hour is. You yes. know, 10 minutes oh, of this. So you know, um, we use Alexa for a lot of things. Alexa is wonderful. <laughs> drives, Alexa is a part of her family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, we talking about getting up in the morning my son sets his to his music that he wants us to to wake Mm -hmm. up to and I really have backed off from I don't wake him up in the morning anymore but I hear him this morning I heard him singing the song on there you know (laughs) and I'm like oh he's awake you know so I think giving them a time frame too of what time really is a a, a question I ask him a lot is he says I'm gonna do this and I I ask him a lot how long do you think that's gonna take you that's so good I'm terrible at that I think I can get something done I think I can cook dinner in 20 minutes Mm -hmm. and my instapot lies it is not 20 (laughs) minutes it's not 20 minutes it's like 40 40 minutes minutes, to heat up and get the steam and then it's 20 minutes to cook it and then it's 10 minutes to let the steam out you know so I like yeah it's not in it's not instant um but anyway so i i think that giving them a time frame for things because i know myself i think i can get things done in a certain time yeah really i can't you know and so giving them reference to things oh we have five minutes till we're leaving and then really stick to the five minutes stick to it um because because then they start thinking that it's five minutes and then however long your conversation is with the other mom and then however long it is for you to find your keys and then however you know really stick to the five minutes if that's when Mm -hmm. you're leaving or Mm -hmm. hey when we're leaving the house you know you have to be ready and yeah you're coming in your pajamas if you or with fuzzy teeth or with one shoe missing yeah or with one shoe missing or no coat or no lunch for the day like and i know that sounds harsh but they really do learn from that (laughs) if you leave them one time (laughs) 
No, you don't leave your kid at home. But if you leave them without a coat, said the principal. Said the principal, do not leave your kids at home. No, but if you if you really start to to follow through with those things, they they get it. Yeah, I agree. And follow through is so very important. I mean, you were talking about leave when you say you're going to leave. Mm-hmm. My husband and I are terrible <laughs> about that because, especially at church. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because we will get and they to give warnings and, too. You guys give warnings, don't you? We give warnings, but they're lies. Yeah. They're just lies. I mean, and our kids are kind of on to us. We're like ten minutes. And they're, and they're like, like yeah, yeah right. you mean twenty five. Right. <laughs> I mean, I get suckered into that too. You know, like I, I'm thinking, what well, if I leave her at home? then somebody's gonna call you know like you have to come up you have to be able to make the the statement that you can back up absolutely you know like and and that's why i've said you know you'll you'll go the way you look yeah um that that's more than we're leaving right now and we'll leave you at home because some of them i mean my daughter she would she would (laughs) be fine with that she's like okay (laughs) right go (laughs) you know see you later yeah (laughs) party um so it's more about what you're gonna follow through with Okay, you have to you have to go without one shoe, or you have to go without a coat, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me just say real quick: if you have any questions for our guests, um, please feel free to give us a call at two one four 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 five five seven five. And if you have any questions and you're watching us on Facebook Live, go ahead and chime in there, and we'll do our very best to answer your questions. So one of the things I realize is that uh, if home is not organized, it's very difficult for our kids to be organized um, at school. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, what we do at home and you guys for sure can um, can chime in. And we've talked a little bit about it, but there were a couple more things I wanted to mention. So you have something when I when I first walked in the house, there's like uh shelves or what is it you have well we call it our command station okay yes and so what it is is it's two ikea shelves with the green pullout bins and then i have a small shelf in between and it's where each one of them has their own shelf their own drawer basically where they can put all the stuff that comes from school and they get to keep it for a month and then they have to empty it they can pull out one or two things from that bucket to keep for a little bit longer or they can snap a picture of their favorite thing and I Mm. have it on my camera which never leaves on my phone and (laughs) we'll work on that that's another organization (laughs) thing and then um, there's also a bucket on that command center where they can put all the things that I need to sign and return and then I have a drawer that I put those things in that they know in the morning look in that drawer and pull out your item and their name will be on it and the center shelf it has kind of gone from um, being a, the junk pile to it has the crayons and the markers and the pencils and, and the workbooks and all the things that they need to uh, do homework or crafts or things like that. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's our command station. Yeah. So mine is a little bit different. I have, I have, I guess, a couple of things. So I did the same thing because they're always bringing home so many papers mm-hmm. and I never knew what to do with them. And then af- you after feel a while, bad about kinda, throwing oh, them away. You do. Yeah. You do. So, but I do it eventually, but I wait yes. a year. So <laughs> oh, a year, a year. Right. Well, because they have, um, so we have one of those little plastic file drawers, right? And so there's three drawers. So each one has their own drawer. So when they bring home all their papers and empty out, it's like, put all that in your drawer. It's in the garage. And then at the end of the year, I pull out some of the stuff. I'm like, which things do you like? Which things are important to you? 
and then we throw everything else away. But also it's, it's good that, you know, cause a, I don't throw this stuff away because then I've thrown away somebody's homework or somebody's oh, project. Yes. Right. Oh, yes. Um, or B, um, if they need to go back and study something, right. Uh, or look at some notes or something like that. And that's really more for DJ, the intermediate school kid. So that's one of the things that I've done. And then the other thing I have a command center, which is, um, really mostly on the wall. So there's like a bulletin board on there. There's a clipboard where I clip different things. Um, my son has, um, awards from Burger King and all these other places for getting, uh, on the right. AB honor roll. So yes. I've stuck all those things there. And then, uh, what else is up there? We've got like a box, uh, kind of file folder box that's on the wall so it's all stuck to the wall and then I have our family calendar up there as well so that is something that has helped keep us a little bit organized um, and then another thing that I've been wanting to implement is to put um a cork board on everybody's door so that when there's something that needs to be signed mm -hmm. or something I need to remember to read or return back or something like that, I stick it on their door. So that's just, like just a thought that I haven't done yet, <laughs> but something to do. But I, I saw um, a couple of other things online, uh, the uh, using an over the door shoe holder, mm -hmm. those plastic things to put uh, supplies and school stuff and things like that. Um, and then the other thing was um, clipboards on their wall. And I actually did this one year. Everybody got a clipboard so they could put their art on it. So mm -hmm. we kind of like the, the feature of the week would go on top of all the other stuff. So those are just some of the ideas that... We that actually Gina. purchased one of those strings from Ikea. Yeah, Ikea. I don't know I what to call them. Yeah. yeah, It never went up. But the wall <laughs> that it was supposed to go on has become the art wall. Mm -hmm. And so now they just take thumbtacks or push pins and they stick their art up there. The, mm -hmm. the piece of art that they want to keep a little bit longer than a month. Yeah. And so, but I still want to get that Ikea thing up on the wall. I know. I know. It's We have the best of, it, of intentions. So I want to ask. I mentioned DJ, my middle school child or intermediate school child quite a few times. He has a hard time turning in work sometimes. So what are the best ways to stay on top of grades between progress reports and report cards? I mean, I know in our district we use Skyward, mm -hmm. but I don't always remember to go on Skyward. And so do you get the alerts? Um, okay <laughs> these are life-changing there's one that wait is, what yeah yeah <laughs> there's one called the missing assignment alert and then there's one you can set for a score that the student gets higher or lower than and actually you could be a mom like me and go in and click every box for every alert so you get like three emails a day per child per child oh, but gosh. you know what let me Don't let me say that. Let me say something about that though because sometimes i get those alerts and those become again i uh, do I sound like a broken record? They become conversation pieces. And so I can celebrate or I can discipline and I can coach and I can look at it at, at that perspective. Ours are all conversation pieces. Mm -hmm. How come you have X amount of missing assignments or where is this or where is that? Then out comes the avid binder. We're right. flipping through, we're looking, it, it becomes, it, it's just what we do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when, when we have all A's in there, we celebrate and we don't have homework that night and we have, you know, so the alerts are a good thing, but if you don't have alerts, I mean, our avid students have agendas, but I would highly recommend some sort of tracking your students assignments yeah. or, um, you know, even if you're not logging into Skyward, get, get to where they're logging into Skyward. I call mm. it, make it move. So 
they all have a device of some sort, computer, um, cell phone, iPad, whatever. I say make it move. So they can't just screenshot it and show me the same one every day. Oh. Trust me, I've had to do that. That's from my kid. <laughs> my, my former. Oh, I see. Make it move. Make it move. Yes. Right. You have to like log in and scroll in there instead of just showing me the screenshot. That's a shout Hilarious. out to my the former Love high it. school students that used to come up and show me. Here you go, miss. No, 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 no. That's a picture. You make it move. So I have them log into Skyward and click on the blue thing and show me things. You know, have them take some ownership of that because it's yes. them. It, it's them. We aren't there during the day. I can't go sit in my son's um, English language arts class and know what's going on in there. He's going to have to come home and tell me. Yeah. So he, I have my, my daughter logs into Skyward. We get the notifications, conversation piece. Notifications. Life yeah, changer. amazing. <laughs> We don't, we don't have that. We have remind. You have remind. Okay. But so your teacher or the teachers let you know when things are happening. Yes. Everything. That are bad. Mm-hmm. Good and bad. Good and bad. Like they Coming, haven't turned yeah, in they, some sort of assignment mm-hmm, or their grade is low. Yes. Okay. But what do you do when you don't have one of those teachers that either you don't have Skyward like mm-hmm. we have, or you don't have one of those teachers who either has remind or, or one that doesn't say much. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's important to go through their stuff. Go, go okay. just dive into that backpack. I know you don't want to do it. I know it's terrible. Always ask the question, is there anything in there that's going to hurt me? Right. <laughs> like a police officer? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, but you know, you, have, you do have They to have different objects yeah. in that. Yeah. <laughs> you never know what's going to like end up Hop right out. under your fingernail. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, no, know. but seriously, get in, get in there, get in there and look, get in their binder, get in their folder. If they're not bringing something home, have a conversation with the teacher about it. Yeah, you know, um, reaching out to the teacher too. open communication with the teacher. Yeah. I, I advocate for that a lot. Um, when, when we have students that are struggling, I advocate that at any campus I've ever been to, even as a teacher, reach out and call a parent. Yeah. Um, there's something powerful about that. And just saying, Hey, I'm concerned. Your, your students missing four assignments. What's going on? Is there anything I can help with? Um, can they stay after school tomorrow and stay with me and get things done? You know, be the, help be the advocate, not the adversary for that. Mm. You know, it, it shouldn't be a phone call of, um, Oh my gosh, he's missing four assignments. What are you doing over there? <laughs> you know, be the, be the advocate and try to figure out. So even picking up the phone and calling the teacher, emailing the teacher, Hey, you know, I haven't heard anything. He says everything's fine. I'm a little skeptical. You know, reach out. There, There's a lot of power in that communication. Yeah. Sometimes the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, though. And the parent is not necessarily doing a great job with organization and time management. So what do you recommend for parents that struggle with them, this themselves? Because you can't really help somebody do something that you can't do very well yourself. Right. Um, just look at your child's strength, I believe. Um, that's important. Um, always highlight the good things that they do as well, but make it visual. Um, even maybe you, so you have to have some type of organizational system to make it more than likely. So whatever you do, no matter how small it is, maybe show your kid what you do. If it's just make a grocery list and um, this is what I abide by or at work, these are all the things that I have to do. Show them just a pattern of, of how you take responsibility as a measure to start. And then maybe that may bring up some conversation of what they actually do at school. Uh, Most schools have something built in for the students to use, such as a planner or recommend something. So if you've talked to your kids, sometimes that comes out, that conversation, but also communicate 
um, with the teacher and just be vulnerable and let them know, hey, you know, I struggle with this as well. What's what is something that we can do at home? And um, everyone's response may be different, but it may be something you need to hear versus just listening to one perspective. Yeah. I think that's important as well. I think it's important to break it down too. Um, you know, I I personally get overwhelmed with big tasks, you know, and if I can break it down, especially, you know, let, even take the word parenting, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's hard to parent and sometimes it's hard to be organized and sometimes, so what do I need to do? Well, I realized this weekend that my room was part of my problem. I had just been, I'd, I had come home from a trip like <laughs> I'll tell myself like three weeks ago and my suitcase was still sitting at the bottom of my bed. I had yeah. just been kind of like picking things out. So I got myself in order because I realized that part of my angst, I always say that when my shoulders are up by my ears, you know, that I, I know <laughs> right. that, that something's out. Right. And so that's what I, I spent some time just just really looking at myself and saying, okay, there are some things that I have out of order right now that I need to get in order. And yeah. I broke it down into pieces. I didn't just say, get my life in order. That's, that's a hard task. But what I did <laughs> was I broke it down into smaller tasks so that when I, the, even yesterday when I had the day off, I was able to enjoy part of that because I had taken care of the things. So mm -hmm. I think that it's really a self-reflection as a parent. If your kids are in chaos, it's probably because you're in chaos mm. or there's you're surrounded by chaos in some sort of mm -hmm. in, in, you know, if your so kids, true. if your kids are, are disorganized, I mean, yeah, yeah. What, what part of their life is disorganized right now that you can help with? And yeah. I think the first thing is just realizing it and acknowledging, it. okay, I need help. We're, we are available at that school. We, we are, we're a title one school, but we invite our parents up at our school a lot. And we're, we are available to help with those things. So if a parent were to come in and say, I don't know where to start, I will help you. Mm -hmm. I will yes, sit across from you. Good. And and there's probably, I mean, I, I know a lot of principals that would do the exact same. If, if they're, if, if a family is struggling at our school, we want to help. And yeah. so I think um, being vulnerable enough to, to go in and ask for help. I, I know I personally have gone to schools when, you know, when, when our family has been struggling through situations, I've gone into schools to the counselor and said, help me, hmm. tell me what to do. Hmm. Um, it's it, there's one thing about knowing what to do and actually doing it. So I have yes, to take true. the step. Absolutely. You know, um, we, we do know that it's really good to be organized, but how do you be organized? Well, let me help you. Mm -hmm. Let me help you with your student. Let me help you with, um, what can I help you with it, with your family? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I've had principals and I've had teachers and I've had counselors help our family. And I really think that that's it. You can't do it by yourself. You yeah. can. Yeah. And I would I would like to add also that something that has helped me that may be a, a little unconventional is YouTube. And oh, that yes. is <laughs> because sometimes you don't have and we have been fortunate to have amazing principals and amazing teachers. But for the parent who doesn't, YouTube can teach you just about anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, you were right about oh, yeah. that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You can you can YouTube your way through life. <laughs> right. If you're yeah. if you're and you if you if do they something. don't have it on there then you need to put it on there, right? You need to right. figure it out and put it on there. But you know, if your child is not organized and you're not organized then look up an organizational system that mm -hmm. may work for your family. Yeah. And Pinterest. Pinterest. And Pinterest. Love Pinterest has fantastic ideas. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So TV, social media, and video games are huge time wasters in households. What are some creative ways to limit that and reduce usage without turning it into World War III? <laughs> I have a basket at my table. Uh, we don't have our phones 
while we eat. That's the um, the one thing that I'm a strickler on. That's how we we started with that. And it's commonplace for my kids to do it on their own now. Um, There's no question about it. It's just something that we do. I am terrible sometimes at letting my kids on the weekends maybe have a little bit of too much time. But also I balance it with if you're going to have 30 minutes of yes. phone time, why don't we have 15 minutes of reading mm-hmm. we here do and that there? Too. Yeah. Can you do this it's first? Minute per minute for minute. Yeah, sounds like bargaining, like but, it, mm-hmm. but it works. It works. Mm-hmm. We have a, um, my daughter leaves her phone on the bar area at the house and I don't have a chair there. I don't have a, I mean, she stands there and uses it there. And a lot of times she's like, can I just have a note? You know, cause it limits that. And, and I don't want her to, to not ever be on it. I want her to be able to manage those things, but I also want her to participate in the family for as much longer as I can, you know, she's 14. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that when you have limits with love too, um, and when they, they understand that there are other things to do and there are other conversations to be had and there are other activities, you know, I think it's very hard. Like when we have a day off of school and everybody just wants to lay around the house, it's easy to just fall into those things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when we have things scheduled to go do, um, we, we have little family activities that we do. Two weeks ago, we drove up to the Japanese store up in Plano and we had sushi and we shopped there and it was like this excursion and the whole way there everybody was like I'm so glad we're doing this now we could have laid at home and and done nothing but we went out and did something together um and there was no technology involved I mean Mm. none no nobody had the switch in the back seat nobody had the cell phone in the back seat you know we we really just up and left and I think if you plan ahead um then it's not World War III and if if you talk about it and you have what what you value with each other mm-hmm. um then it's not world war three there, yeah. there's nobody that screamed or yelled at me that they couldn't take their switch but that mm-hmm. was the very first thing i said was we're going on the in the car and you can't take any technology and they're like mm, all right man like the olden days yeah <laughs> in the back of the yeah. station back yeah. like we were <laughs> we talked to one another <laughs> but i love that you said that you and you know instead of staying around the house you did a little excursion let me just say Groupon is your friend. Yes. Yes. You yes. can get we so many ideas. What did you do? Skating at the Arlington <gasps> Stadium. Oh, so, so great. Fun. What was mm-hmm. the deal? It, I don't remember. You don't remember. I got it a while ago. I got oh, it okay. around Thanksgiving. Yeah. So it but was I, like by four and then I had to buy two of them. So. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, But yeah, you go on the Groupon and and you can get a lot of great ideas, not only deals, but you get a lot of great ideas for excursions and things to do. And when kids are involved in their afternoons too, like when they're involved in making their lunches or when they're involved in um, picking up, we have, you, you talked earlier about organization. We have at our house what's called Clean Sweep. And you got to go clean sweep. I should not be able to see any evidence of you throughout the house. So I love that. When I call clean sweep, we, everybody goes from room to room. And if I see evidence of you, then you're not finished yet. Oh. Um, it takes less. If you do it regularly, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty regular about two to three times a week. If you do it regularly, the, you don't see evidence of them. And so I think that those, when you, when you kind of, and, and loosely, when you loosely structure their evenings, then they're not bored and looking for um, video games or phones or social media or things like that. Now, are they necessary evils? Probably so. But but when you have them loosely structured um, and they have things to do, they're not so distracted by it. Right, right. With so much distraction, what are some tips that you can give them for studying and not being distracted? Oh my gosh, Miss Majay has the greatest <laughs> thing oh, ever. Oh, I'm so glad awesome. we asked. Yes. Um, we have a note-taking system. We actually use school-wide. 
Um, it's not necessarily telling the teachers how to give students notes, but we tell the kids how to study with their notes. Um, every student knows they should highlight their main ideas, circle key terms throughout their notes, and also summarize what you've learned. Go back through and, and write it down in a summary. A shortened paragraph is great. Um, we have to consider, too, that our kids' attention spans are about mirrored with their age. Okay. So a 13-year-old has about 13 minutes of attention span time. Two-minute breaks in between that time is yes. great. Um, have them even schedule it themselves to just to get up, walk around, do Use something Alexa. different and come back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and do something different. But um, also with, when kids do take their, their notes, they should utilize their notes. I know a lot a lot of teachers teach with giving notes, but sometimes at home we don't have the kid come out and take them out again. Just look for notes um, that your kids may have in your binder, especially if they're intermediate and middle school age. Go back and review. And they, there's a there's color using colored pens or highlighters. Those tend to um, help students, and they like that too. Draw them in. Oh, yeah. they, they like to make them look pretty, or they like to make them look nice. Um, and it, there there does seem to be some correlation between actually making them look nice and actually knowing the information too. Mm -hmm. um, a couple like two months ago, we had students come in and and give the professional development for our teachers and we had them answer questions about notes and they said we need to be able to review them we need to be able to look over them that's how we're more successful and I think that that helped our teachers see what opportunities they give for them in those notes too so revisiting them and um, marking all over them and making them theirs that that's a big thing too yeah. you know a lot of kids just write down whatever's on the powerpoint yeah. or whatever's on the screen or whatever the teacher says but how do they make it theirs mm -hmm. um, take the ownership of it and, and make it look like what they want it to look like. Yeah. What I've, oh, no, go. What I've started doing after school for studying, uh, because I found that my kids were always asking for music or they wanted to get up and do something in between. So I did what you said and set a timer. And it was usually an off time, like 13 or 17 minutes, something off. And then at the timer, they could dance party. Basically. Ooh, okay. So get up, shake it off, dance <laughs> mm -hmm. to something, or we would go outside for a moment for five to six minutes and come back in. Okay, it's time to get back to work to give them a break in their brain. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty good. And I need to get back to that. That worked well for us. So, okay, we are not getting paid by Alexa, but <laughs> again, <laughs> Alexa would be great for that. Do you I have, don't have one. You don't, you need to get one. You need to get an Alexa. So, um, if you are interested in getting an Alexa, there are so many things that kids can do. I'm totally mm -hmm. going off script here and it has nothing to do with this really. But, um, if you go to my Instagram, that's at Noggin Foundation, then I have a bunch of um, different commands that you can give mm -hmm. um, for different things. So there's exercise. They Alexa have something command. called Alexa. They're Alexa yeah. commands. So they have something called uh animal dance party or something like that where you do different things like animals and then they, they have uh jeopardy you can do and um so i have it categorized by different mm -hmm. uh, math activities and things like that so um and one thing i also do want to mention is that um some people are concerned about alexa because it's kind of giving kids the um an open door to some things so they mm -hmm. do have uh i think it's an amazon dot or something like that that's for kids that mm -hmm. have parental controls on mm -hmm. it so anyway i just wanted to put a plug in for that i don't know why i need to call <laughs> them and say hey yeah. <laughs> we talk about you guys a lot you want to my son us, has an, some more money he has an alert that comes on at 4 40 every day that says connor what homework do you have today and he he actually <laughs> responds you know he he interacts with that and it it's just a little command i put on there that uh -huh. asks him you know what homework do you have today and he thinks that's the greatest thing yes but when it plays on a saturday i'm like 
<laughs> but hey, it's there. Yes. Okay, what are some common reasons students procrastinate? School day is a long day. It's long. <laughs> it is. Thank God. Yes, and yes. And sometimes um they just, you know, sometimes you can be tired from the school day. But also, um, a lot of students don't know how to plan and organize their time. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they wait till the last minute. That's, you know, when you have to go to the store at eight o'clock at night because the project's due the next day. Those yes. Mom, I need glue. I've done. <laughs> but basically just stay organized and maybe not having it written down or revisiting throughout. Um, we use a strategy called backwards mapping. It's yes. where you plan start with ahead the end of time. In mind. Yes, yeah. you start with the end in mind. And it's something simple you can do. There's a lot of resources online for backwards mapping, but especially with projects, it's it, it works wonders, wonders with projects so that you don't wait to the last minute. You do a little bit every day. You do a piece of it every day and mm-hmm. break it down to whatever you need to do from that time time perspective. But um, I think a lot of kids just procrastinate because they're, they're tired sometimes tired, when they yeah. get home and they don't want to start something new um, from that point and may not enjoy what they're doing. So um, maybe given, again, the reason why mm-hmm. you're doing this is, is very important yeah. to talk through the educational piece in that. It's good. I think they get overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a project or a project is due in two weeks, you know, what does that even mean? Um, I, I've had the privilege of working with some high school students that are getting ready to graduate from high school and they're coming in at the very end. Like they, they've, they've tanked, you know, they've just kind of shut down because here it is, it's almost the end and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I have a whiteboard in my office. I always have, and we will literally take it from the left corner to the right corner about what does it look like to overcome this overwhelmed? Cause when people are overwhelmed, we shut down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fine. I just won't do the project or they start figuring out what grade they need, <laughs> whether or not it's, <laughs> it's worth doing do it. Right? <laughs> and um, so, so really if you, if you take that overwhelmness, okay, what are you overwhelmed by? Well, I'm overwhelmed by my project. Okay. What is the project? Let's break it down. And I mean, I, we've, we've done notebook paper, we've done whiteboard, we've done everything where we just break it down to where when they walk out, I call it just, I call it swoosh. And I'll just have some little, sometimes with kids where I just go swoosh. Cause it's just do it. Yeah, just I like do that. it. Just do something. You don't have to do everything right then. That's good. Do something. So yeah. I have little Nike swooshes everywhere, and I'll just say, just swoosh, just mm-hmm. swoosh, and and that's a difference in just good. do something rather than nothing. And that reminds me of um, David Allen. I honestly don't know who that is. He's probably he's some sort of organization guru, but he's got a two minute rule um, for productivity. So basically, it is um, if it's only going to take you two minutes. Just do it. Right. <laughs> it, right. Yeah. Just go ahead and get it done. Yeah. So I, I, I love that. And then also I found, have you guys heard of task prioritization matrix? No. Okay. So they, they do them several different ways, but I really liked the this one. I have it in front of me. I'm going to try to explain it for those of you that are not watching us. Um, so it's a um, an axis, right? So on the top of the axis is importance and on the right side is interest. And then these are the four little quadrants here. So the left top is called the frog. I'm not sure why it's called the frog, but those are things that are of high importance and low interest. Okay. And those are the things that you get over with. You intersperse those with more interesting 
things to avoid burnout, right? And then on the right side, there's priorities, which is high interest and high importance. It says prioritize these and intersperse them with the high importance, low interest things, mm -hmm. right? And then back burner, those are low importance and low interest. Uh, he says, consider removing these all together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Consider getting rid of these all together. And then there's fun work that's low importance and high interest. And it says minimize or save for peak for non peak pro productivity hours after accomplishing important tasks. So I said all that to say because I always have a to do list mm -hmm. going at mm -hmm. all times. And so what it's saying is, is you need to more than just have a list of things to do, prioritize those in a way that is going to help you actually get through them. Yeah. So um, what can we do? Um, uh, we talked a little bit about the binder and the backpack. We talked quite a bit about that. So as students get older, what are the best ways to increase autonomy um, and help them and encourage them to do these things on their own? Uh, I, I'm really an advocate. This isn't always popular, but I'm really an advocate of letting kids fail in something, mm, so in good. some way that's a safe fail. You know, as parents, we want them to be happy all the time. We want them to have everything. We want them, you know, but really in the long run, it's okay to let them fail. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay to let them be late and understand what being late means. So if they're so agree with that, <laughs> if, if they're late to school, then that means they have a tardy and there's a consequence assigned with that. If they're late to a party because they waited too long at home to do something, there's, there's some sort of consequence with that, whether it's social or whether it's just them personally, but it's okay for them to fail. And I think when, when we're releasing that gradual lease of control, it's okay to let them do something and then fail, but then also circle back and say, okay, what would you do differently? Or how did that make you feel or things? Mm -hmm. You know, that empathy part of it. Oh, that must have been really frustrating when you went into class late and you didn't get your warm up done or whatever, you know, to not that we're just walking around and letting them fail at everything, but really have some um, support and a support system in place so that you can talk that out. I keep saying talk and I talk a lot. I'm sorry, but that that's really where you understand your kids yeah. and you understand what's driving it. So maybe they didn't have control over the situation at the time mm -hmm. or maybe they did and they won't take responsibility for having control over the situation, then you know exactly what to coach and what to work on for the autonomy. Right. You know, if they're not ready to be left at home alone, mm -hmm. then, then you're, you really like, that might not be a place to let them fail because you really like your kitchen not on fire or something, you know, <laughs> but when you have a safe place to let them fail and to talk through that, then they're ready to stay at home by themselves because you've worked through a lot of those things and they know how to be a problem solver. Yeah. That's really what we want our kids to be. Yeah. Problem solvers and, and to, to uh, we realize there's something and then make adjustments. Yeah. And so the autonomy part, um, you know, it, they have to be ready to do those certain things. I love that you said that we need to allow them to fail. Uh, we had a whole episode on helping your child fail. Well, it's really important because you know, in life, we're not going to win. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're not going to win all the time. Mm -mm. And we don't want them to go out there and fail and then not be able to recover they from fall it. apart. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. And they have to know that we fail too. You Absolutely. know, they have to know that because as parents, a lot of times we try to hide, not, not hide intentionally, but we just try to not involve them in adult things that they don't 
right. you know, necessarily know about or whatever. But, you know, I failed miserably at nine o'clock last night and I let my 10 year old know on the way to school this morning, we were talking about the day and everything. And I told him, I said, oh my gosh, you not believe what I did last night. I told him, I told him, he's like, what did you do? You know, we had this whole <laughs> conversation about it because I, I did, I made a huge fail last night, but I also didn't, I don't want them to think I think I'm perfect. And so right. I'm okay sharing those things with them. Um, the struggles that I've had, I'm a new principal this year. I've, I've shared some struggles with them and I've even gone to them like your middle school kids or that's your age. What would you, how would you handle this? Right. You know, how would you, and I go to them for input. So I think too, those things are, it's okay for them to see you fail too miserably. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's important to know that, you know, being adult, being an adult is not about, uh, winning all the time mm -hmm. and knowing, even knowing what to do all the time. Right, right. You know, we're not experts at being adults. <laughs> I certainly am not an expert at being a mom, a wife or anything, you know, we're learning and, you know, let them know it's okay to fail and to learn from that, mm -hmm. have a growth mindset. Yep. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. <laughs> okay. So, um, I have a child that has some special needs mm -hmm. and, uh, learning difficulties. Mm -hmm. At what point should we be concerned that the child needs professional help with time management and organization? How, what are some signs or clues? Um, I think it's always great to talk to your school counselor. Um, sometimes, for example, I have, you know, kids that vary at different ages. Sometimes I forget what it, what it may be like to be a 10 year old girl or, mm. or, you know, my four year old boy is totally different than my six year old even talk maybe to see what kids on average are doing at that point, mm. um, at that, at your child's age and see if it's something that's commonplace. I know that things are, are different now. We were talking on the way here that, um, you know, of how we have our conversation with our kids. Now things are different where my parents really wasn't a conversation. This is what you do. Right. So kids are evolving in that manner too. So it may be something that um, your kid may be on target, but if you really truly feel like that they're not on target, I would first start with the school counselor to see if there are some things that be, can be put into place. Sometimes not everything um, takes a 504 piece of paper or a IEP to solve. It could be something that could be done manageable with the school, but um, that would be a great resource to start with, with your school counselor That's good. in that manner. I think if you if you think about, you know, again, self-reflection, are you are um, are you doing things to help them and to coach them um, it, it, and they're not taking that might be something, you know, if they're really, really struggling, you guys are sitting down and you're studying and you're you're following through with your planner and things like that. And you're, you've got that structure in place and they're still not successful. I think that that's one way that you can, you know, have a conversation with uh, a teacher at school or, um, you know, I, I really caution really caution about going to like a mom's group on social media or something because <laughs> you're you're probably not gonna get the true story <laughs> i mean you're 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 gonna get some insight maybe but it's kind of like when you look up things on webmd and then all of a sudden you're dying you know like yes. there, there's going to be some extremes that you see and then there's going to be people who um don't quite share the entire um, visual of it. So I think that it's, it's really important to not compare yourself as a parent, um, and not compare your kids all the time because kids are different and parents are different And the way that we handle things. You can get some insight, but not to just, Oh, well, so-and-so is doing it this way. So they, I'm, there must be something wrong with my kid that that's not a good, yeah, that's not a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. One last question we have 
we were so out of town, but um, I don't want to, I would be remiss to not mention some apps and some other resources that are good for time management. Google Keep is wonderful. Um, it's a cloud app through Google that everyone in your family can have. A student can share it with um, their teacher. You can share it with anyone. But it's basically making a live to-do list. And you can categorize, categorize it and make several to-do lists on Google Keep. Um, Microsoft Office Exchange has a great calendar that's cloud-based as well um, that you can use that I, I use often as a time management resource to show this is where I need to be on time. I set my alerts five minutes ahead of time, or if I know it's something I really need to plan for, it could be a day ahead of time, mm -hmm. but you can set your alerts to, to even alert you to, to remember the activity. Yeah. Something I use. I'm totally not an electronic person <laughs> when it comes to all that. Um, I, I'm pen and paper, post-it note paper, yeah. um, you know, chart paper. I'm, I'm a visual that I can touch and I can write down. Um, there's a direct correlation between what I write down and what I remember. Mm -hmm. And I know that about myself. If I put it in my phone, which um, I will mention the epic fail of last night had to do with my calendar and today. Uh -oh. But it was because I was using my pen and paper and I wasn't putting it in to my electronic. And so, oh, okay. you know, the... I'd, I know that there's the need for it. And I know that my job, um, you know, people need me to be certain places and at certain times, but also it's hard for me to manage my family that way. So we are, mm -hmm. we are old school Sharpie and post-it note and wall calendar and, and things that are visual and tangible. So I'm, I'm no good. All I got is Alexa. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have. Yeah. Hey, but Alexa is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we love so, you, Alexa. Class Dojo. Yes. has a, yeah. a portion that extends home mm -hmm. and the parent can actually include goal setting. I saw that. Is that, that you have to pay for that, right? The, it is a, a, a in-app purchase, uh -huh. um, but it was really good. It was worth it. Yeah. I remember the how much it was. Stars, I don't, I think okay. it was maybe six ninety nine. Okay. That, yeah. Some of our teachers. Oh, there was a monthly purchase. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was monthly. notice was, well, so oh, we got rid of that. Yes. <laughs> But I'm thinking about getting it back because my kids really got motivated mm -hmm. to to be able to push that button and get that ding and that reward. Yeah. And it led to something. And I told them they had so many points. We could do this activity. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was a team yeah. effort. So it was really great. Yeah. I want to mention my best friend, Evernote. I oh, yes. love Evernote. And if you have not downloaded the Evernote app, it really helps with paper clutter mm -hmm. because um, you can actually use it to scan mm -hmm. papers. I do this I all it. the time with stuff that I, you know, don't want to forget um, and don't have to return. But it's like information I need to refer back to, uh, like my daughter's cheerleading dates and things mm -hmm. like that. So you can scan it on your phone and um, you can categorize them into different folders. Like I have a Christina folder, I have a DJ folder, I have a David folder. And um, it is searchable by um, not just what you type in, but you can search, like for instance, I have a on a school day shirt right now. I can, if I took a picture of myself and put it in Evernote, I could search for school and it would find the school mm. on oh, my shirt. Nice. It is a wonderful, wonderful app. I used to use it to put all of our taxes in there for, um, for all of our pet tax mm -hmm. paperwork. But that's a great app. Um, and then also, uh, we talked a little bit about command centers. Um, uh, WhatMomsLove.com has um, it, uh, a, a, a post about creating the ultimate work uh, homework station. Awesome. So she's got 
probably like 10 different um, workstations uh, for homework that were really cool that you can get some ideas from or, or copy exactly if, mm-hmm. if you want, if you think that'll work for you. So those are just a couple of options. So any last words, um, you know, that you want parents to take away for organization time management? Take a breath. Take a mm-hmm. breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of times we want things done a certain way and the kids are just not ready for it. Mm-hmm. And we just need to step back sometimes and just take a breath. Yeah. Just it, it'll come. Yeah. And I would say my my word of advice is don't compare. You said that yeah, a little that's bit. Good. But just don't compare yourself to other moms. Don't prepare, don't, don't yeah. compare your kids to other kids. Uh, because you never know what their situation actually yeah. is, right. yeah. you know, right. and it's it's probably not perfect like you think it is, like it right. is on Facebook. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Do y'all have any last words? Um, just try. Yeah. Put mm-hmm. the effort forward, and, and it may come to you. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next year, but just try. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my word is, for the year is action. Mm. Um, and part of that is because I was being, I was procrastinating in things or I was, um, oh, somebody else will do that. And it's up to me to take the action. It's up to me to have the interaction with my kid every day after school mm-hmm. to see where they are, to assess the day, to see what homework is. And so even when I'm tired or even when I'd rather be, you know, sitting watching Netflix or something, it's up to me to take that action mm-hmm. and to, to be the parent in it. Uh, he shouldn't have to come to me or she shouldn't have to come to me and say, this is what I did and I need this signature. I'm, I'm being proactive. So I'm mm. taking action and I've really seen a difference in that. Um, when I started doing that last year was just, I'm, I'm going to be the action. No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait for them. And so I think that that's really important with your kids is, is be the action. Yeah. yeah. Take the action. Yeah. And then the last thing I would say is ask for help. Yes. Ask for help. <laughs> ask, for ask, help. Like, ask your school. I mean, we, we, there are so many things that we interact with during the day that we, we see 800 and you see one yeah. or two. And so sometimes we have some perspective that we can share with you. Mm-hmm. Um, some ideas, ask, we'll help you. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we will help. And, and if your school won't help, come, we'll see. We'll help you. Yeah. We'll have awesome. her email address. Yes, so that that's we can awesome. Fill her email uh, box with the. Uh, I'll reply. I'll with, reply. I will take action. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you guys so much thank for joining you. us today. You. you guys thank provided you. some really helpful information. But we are out of time. But we always want to know, uh, let you guys know what's going on with Noggin Educational Foundation. So our mission is to help close the achievement gap for economically disadvantaged children by improving educational opportunities for students, supporting families, and encouraging excellence and innovation in the classroom. School Dazed is part of our commitment to support families by providing access to experts who offer information and resources regarding all topics that impact education. If you love this program, please consider donating to Noggin. Your gift will be tax deductible. Head to our website, schooldaysshow.com, to give today. Also, we are now taking applications for our free tutoring program. Each student receives 12 in-home private sessions with a teacher. We also offer online tutoring if you don't happen to be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Students must qualify for the free or reduced lunch program at school. Space is limited, but for more information, go to our website, nogginfoundation.org, that's N-O-G-G-I-N, and click the free tutoring uh, icon. And lastly, uh, if you're interested in having your child be one of our kid casters, email me at info at schooldayshow.com. Next week, 
I'll sit down with dyslexia specialist Linnea Oxley and Samantha Sneed Echbellum, uh, dysle dyslexia coordinator for Irving ISD. I have several friends that have children with dyslexia, so I'll be telling them about this episode for sure. So don't forget to share that with your parent friends. Also, head to our website, schooldayshow.com, for more information about all that we talked about on the show, for all the resources that we mentioned here on School Days. And remember, you don't ever have to miss a show. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and pretty much everywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Noggin Foundation. That's N-O-G-G-I-N. And last but not least, we always want to end the show by saying that David and I are parenting by grace. We depend on God to give us the wisdom and strength we need to raise our kids into flourishing adults. And if you'd like to know more about that, please feel free to email me at info at schooldayshow.com. Have a great week. School Dazed is sponsored by Noggin Educational Foundation. At Noggin, we provide free educational resources to students from low-income families and support to their parents like the preceding broadcast. School Dazed is made possible by the generosity of listeners just like you. Please consider donating to Noggin at Noggin, N-O-G-G-I-N, foundation.org.